Christmas ain't got a lot to say On all the things we go through within the day Politics, dating, recipes, traveling And yep, of course, I'm the karaoke queen Hip-hop. I take no L's, I'm always booking flights This is my lovely lunatic Leo life Kaboom, guess who stepped in the room This is my lovely lunatic Leo life Kaboom, guess who stepped in the room This is my Welcome everybody to my lovely lunatic Leo life and this is the first episode of season three so I'm so glad you guys are here to join us. Season one and season two are up on YouTube. You can find me on Apple, Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts and six or seven other <laughs> platforms because I'm Miss A. I'm so happy to start off this season with such a special guest who I just met a few days ago and I just felt the connection. I was like, oh, you need to come on my podcast, please. And so I want y'all to give it up for the queen mother, Imaku. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for coming to my show. I'm so honored. Thank you for having me. You have no idea. Like you're doing something for me right now. <laughs> So we met um, at Daraja of Love was having an event in the park for going back to school. Um, so they were giving away book bags and school supplies. They had free food, they had music, they had um, Newark Community Health there, YMCA. So it was a big event on Saturday yeah. and um, I was there to record and do a vlog for the event. And so I was just there minding my business. Mind you, what made me get up before to go talk to you before he announced it. I was just sitting there minding my business and I just felt something on me. There was a hornet this big on my, on me, literally on me. And I freaked out. I screamed. It didn't, it didn't sting me. Wow. Mind you, I'm scared of bees. When I saw this hornet, like when I was walking to you, I was still shaking, but the fact that it didn't sting me, but it was just like on me and I don't know how long it was on me for. Oh, that's amazing. And I think I damaged it because oh, it was like, the stinger part just kept jerking in, like, going like this. And it was on the ground like it couldn't. It was just, like, stumbling. So that's what made me get up, <laughs> get up to go to the other side of the park. You're, a, you're an astounding woman. You had some killer hornet on you. Uh, oh, my God. You harmed it and survived. I harmed it and survived. And I just, and even still, today I was thinking about it. And I just get chills every time because I'm terrified of bees just regular little bees this was sitting right here so even now i always feel something and i'm just like i don't know if it's my mind feeling the sting or what but i was shaking i was shaking but then i started talking to you we started our yoga and i forgot about it for that moment you know what i mean and that was my first time doing yoga and it was a lot of uh, there was a few other women with us and a pregnant woman too she was there and that was amazing. How did you feel helping us that day? Well, you know, anytime that I have a chance to share uh, yoga, especially from the original African perspective, coming from ancient Kemet, which was the original name of Egypt, Kemet, which means land of the black, mm-hmm. um, and refers to the people. People say that they're talking about um, the silt that comes up from the bottom of the Hapi, which was the original name of the Nile. But it really was talking about the people uh, because the people who lived there, the Kemites, um, they, they refer to themselves as Kememu, which means the black people of Kemet. But anyway, anytime I have a chance to share it, um, it makes me feel really good. And so uh, I, I'm, I'm really astounded. You know, let me tell you, this is the second time today that I had a conversation with a woman who talked about having encounters with, uh, with, with bees, hornets, 
uh, although with her situation, she was she said that she had all of these clovers that grew in her yard that were naturally occurring, and she used to just walk through them, and the bees would not bother her. Mm. Now, the fact that you had that hornet that was on you, and it did not sting you, okay, that says a lot. I mean, actually, they say that they really don't bother you unless they're feeling threatened. So that speaks volumes. And, you know, I've been feeling a pull towards, like, animals and, and bugs. Um, I just celebrated, if you guys see my season finale of two in Zanzibar, I did a live broadcast. So while I was in Zanzibar, I was on my phone, on social media, just on a video camera and drinking my wine and a, a butterfly came. And so it was going in my glass. So I took the butterfly and I had it on my finger. So it was on my finger for a while, right? So then it flew away. So then I'm on the video again. And I'm just singing songs because I love to sing or fake sing. And then later on, I'm looking back at that video of me singing. And I didn't even notice that that butterfly came back again and was on my forehead for at least 30 seconds. I'm moving like this and everything. And I didn't even notice it while I'm on my camera doing all this. I checked my video like an hour or two later. And I was like, oh, there was a butterfly on my head this whole time. Ended on my glass. Don't go in my glass. Look, guys. It must be an ancestor. Wow. Hi. I don't And that's when I'm like, my whole part of that trip was more of like a spiritual retreat, you know, just stare at the ocean and just listen to whatever messages I can get. Mm -hmm. And I felt like transformation. So I'm like, maybe that butterfly was telling me I am transforming, you know, in a cosmic flow. That's what it means. I feel yeah. it. I feel it. Look, that's really important. It truly is. Because there are a lot of people who are in a place where they're trying desperately to get there. Like, what am I doing wrong? Why is everything feeling as though it's out of sync? And I can't seem to get in touch with myself. And you obviously have gone through some shift where you've, you've arrived. And the, the, the thing now is to make sure that you stay in that flow. Yeah, you know, I have That doesn't to. mean that everything's just going to be perfect. But the fact is that you've hit that, that wave. <laughs> you want to stay in that wave. Because a lot of times people will get there and then they feel comfortable, but then they feel that they're too comfortable and then they do something to sabotage themselves. Mm. You know? And sabotaging yourself is quite common. People do it all the time, not realizing that they're sabotaging. Fear can make you sabotage yourself. You know, we talk about being fearful and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Now, the spiritual path that I'm on is just recent because as in episode five, I talked about my Yahe experience, mm -hmm. which is the older version of ayahuasca. Um, and then in two weeks again, I'm going to go on an ayahuasca retreat. So I feel like I need to revive because I kind of haven't, I might have grounded, but I'm kind of feeling like I'm going back to my old ways. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, mainly my main thing is alcohol. Like I wanted to either stop alcohol or slow it down, which I did after the Yahe experience, but I picked it back up again. So I feel like once I stop that, I'll be able to get more in tune. I want to start eating even better so I can get more in tune. I'm not remembering my dreams and that's really starting to bother me. Okay. 
because I feel like I'm supposed to be getting messages. So I feel like either somebody did something to me so I don't get these messages or it's me drinking and the, my eat the, my eating habits mm-hmm. that might be causing the blockage. Well, you know, it's here's the challenge. When you go away on retreat, you have an intense and profound spiritual experience. You have this energetic shift. And then you find that you're in the flow. You come back to the city. The city has all of these really mm. jacked up vibrations. And then you have to deal with all these people with jacked up vibrations. How do you sustain it? That's the challenge. So it's really, <coughs> it's not unusual to hear you saying that maybe you're, you know, you're picking up the bottle a little more. You're trying to, you're trying to readjust yourself. You might be, might be trying to cope. You know, because probably that's what you were doing before to try to cope with deal you know, with all these vibrations. You yeah. know, it's not easy living in this world. It really isn't. And um, so, what you're doing is the right thing because you're going back to get a tune-up. Yeah. <laughs> the goal is to find out how to realign yourself when you are in this living environment that you're in. So that you're not constantly having to go back every couple of weeks to go and get yourself a tune-up. Yeah, yeah. The goal is to learn how to live with this. It's a huge, huge challenge. It is. I believe it. Yeah. Not only are you an amazing woman, but you're a spiritual healer as well. So do you teach these kind of things? Or how, what made you get to that spiritual... Listen, I don't want, listen, I, I don't want you to think that I've lived this idyllic life. In fact, people who know me have actually been through some shock because I've been through shock the past two years. I've had major trauma. Uh, this pandemic has been really um, a, uh, a, a, it's been horrible for many of us. I mean, uh, well, the past few years have been uh, horrible because I, I've gone through some relationship stuff. Mm. And um, so that's been a readjustment, and especially, you know, I mean, I, I ended up in this relationship. I, 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 I wasn't planning to get married, but I did. You know, <laughs> I like my freedom. I really do. <laughs> we can get into that later. Okay? We definitely about, can, yes. Yes, you know, I like my freedom. I really do. I love relationships, okay, but I really do like my freedom. I've been married more than a few times. And uh, each time I say I'm not going to do it again, next thing you know, I'm like, how do I get here again? Uh, are you a hopeless romantic? N- n- no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love romance, and um, I I know a lot when it comes to intimacy, mysticism, mm. a lot, a whole lot. Wow. Yeah, and it, it, it makes keep it makes men keep wanting to come back, you know. And even though I'm just like, I'm good. Yeah, especially as a high priestess. Um, and uh, as a metaphysician and, and, and all of that, but and, and but it's not just that. It's because of the fact that I love, I, I love from a deep uh, and, and sincere place, and truly give my all. And I I bring <coughs> the intimacy, mysticism to that. I don't just I don't just use that and throw that out there. Okay. At oh yeah. All. You know, to me, intimacy is something that is sacred. It truly is. It's supposed to be sacred, you know, and you save the intimacy mysticism for that, okay? 
Um, and you know, otherwise, I'm not interested in it. I'm not. I'm really not. Mm-hmm. Um, and if your partner is not at that same level, then it's just not. It's not going to work as no. No, and it's not interesting <laughs> to me either. You yeah. know, I'm. I'm good. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but whatever the case. Um, so I've gone through some changes because of that, um, and then also because through the pandemic I lost my mother. She died on Easter Sunday. Oh wow! I'm Easter so sorry Sunday, to hear that. Okay, I mean, and oh, knowing goodness. that there was still some healing work to do, and uh, I, I had to give my mother her last rites over the phone. Oh wow! As a I'm minister, so sorry to hear you that. know, yeah, it was. Were you and your mother close, or you guys had were we, working on we some were stuff? Working on some stuff, and mm. it was yeah. I mean, I had the uh, power of attorney, so I had to make medical decisions oh, wow. for her over the phone. She just went into the hospital for hernia surgery, got COVID in the hospital. Jeez, you know, I mean, it was horrible. It was really horrible. You know what? Me and my mother. Are working on our relationship too. It, it's not been good. And during COVID, actually, right before COVID, I want to say in January, I stopped talking to her. Mm. Do you know I didn't talk to her most of the whole COVID time? Wow. Because we, the way she hit me or the way we got into it, I was just like, I'm over. And my brother, her and my brother are both Libras and they know, they know how to do something to me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was me and my brother that were working, we're trying to work on our relationship. I cut him off too. So I didn't talk to them for most of the pandemic. And even if I would think like, what, what if she got COVID? And I'm in my stance like, you know what? I'm not going to say it, Sometimes but it was that bad. You know, I'm like, I'll, you know, and I, towards the end of COVID, it was like, I felt bad that I was feeling these, what, these things towards my mother and my brother, but they always take me back there. So, at the end, of, but I was still traveling. I went to Jamaica in July. I went to Puerto Rico and in Ghana. I went to in December of 2020, mm-hmm. and now that was going to be the first time I was going to see my brother since we fell out, and we were going for my cousin's wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, because for those of you guys that don't know, you're new to my show. My family's from Ghana, but I was born here in New York. So that was the first time I saw my brother. So you know, we said our hellos, and we the first day in Ghana, we got into a huge blowout. I almost got kicked out of my Airbnb because we were arguing loud back and forth. So now it's like every time I see him, I'm getting triggered, and I'm just and everyone in the family's all like, "Oh, Jason, I'm so happy to see you," and I'm just like boiling and boiling. But my family, thank you to my cousin Lydia. She's the older one of the older cousins. She was like, "Well, you guys aren't leaving Ghana without." talking Mm -hmm. so they sat us down and we spoke for at least three or four hours so ever since then we've been working on it and you know it was rocky a little bit but we're getting better and then since my change or since my new you know I found my spirituality I've been trying to I've realized which one of the things I realized that night is my spirit is stronger than both of them so Mm -hmm. I have to learn not to let everything they do affect me Mm -hmm. and try to just show them my light so that they can shine through my light or something like that well see that's beautiful that's what I came to me that night at Yahe like you just have to whenever you see an argument coming just you don't get the last word just let them say their piece Mm -hmm. and just try to end it amicably and just still don't cut them off just Try to work on it. And so ever since then, things have been getting better with both of them. Give thanks. That's really beautiful. Yeah. So it's ironic that you, your mother was in the hospital. And I was imagining that situation. And I was just like, you know. And now I'm seeing you. And I'm like, damn, well, she really was in the hospital like that. Mm, it was, yeah. It was really, 
if I had to be the one to tell her, you're not coming home. Oh my gosh. I had to be the one to tell her, you didn't want to tell her, you know, my sister who's two years older than me, but I was always the fixer in the family. Mm -hmm. I was the fixer, you know, <laughs> even though I was the black sheep. Oh my goodness, so me too. Yeah, but I was the fixer. You know, things got bad, then, you know, I got the phone call, right? Mm -hmm. And even though I had the people, you know, I was giving, people got the impression based on things that were told about me that weren't true, you know? <laughs> We, Still, it was man. no, no relying on her. She fixed it. <laughs> you know, so, so here is the fixer, who had to, because I was trying to fix things up until the end because of all these different situations I can't go into right now. But you know, I was trying to fix things for my mother in the hospital because I, I, I was believing that <clears throat> she was coming home, and I was actually trying to make arrangements for her to come and live with me. Oh, you know, and trying to make arrangements actually for her to go into a good nursing home because I was told that, you know, even though she had COVID, that it wasn't that bad. And then the, the nurse calls me and tells I me, mean, the doctor calls me and tells me, I'm sorry, the nurses, the nurses have been lying to you. Your mother's, your mother's not going to make it. Oh like, my what? gosh. What? what are you telling me? Your mother has two hours or two days. To what? Leave. What are you telling me? What are you telling me? And my mother had been, mm. my mother had been egging my phone calls. Because she heard that I was making arrangements for her to oh not go home. So she had been egging me. <laughs> wow. Now I said, put my mother on the phone. That's crazy. Now I got to tell her she's not coming home. I mean, for sure. I mean, she's dying. Just like that. I feel like they... Because <clears throat> the per diem nurses were the ones that were telling me, oh, no, she's fine. Because they were not allowed to give me. I was like, what do you mean she wasn't allowed? They, were, they weren't allowed to give me the information. I had power of attorney. What are you, what are you saying? The doctor is so, all kinds of apologetic because she realized that I was not getting the information. Yeah. That's okay? crazy. It was nuts. It was absolutely crazy. I'm telling you, I've learned mm -hmm. more about this medical system, how jacked up it is, although... I have my own opinions. I've seen for years that this is happening just through different <clears throat> things in my life. That's another whole conversation. But anyway, <laughs> you know, and so now I got to break this to her. Damn. And the first thing I tell her after I, you know, I tell her, then I, I got to tell her my sister's going to be all right. Then I got to tell her my daughters who are grown are going to be all right. Then I'm going to tell her, I'm going to be all right. And then I tell her, um, and then I thank her for all the things that she did in my life and the influence that she had on me and encouraging my talent, you know. And then I tell her, Grandpa's going to come. <coughs> mm -hmm. Go to the light. Go with Grandpa. Okay. Oh, my goodness. You know, and she's, be she's become like a kid. She said, okay. And this okay. is all over the phone. Over the phone. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry you had to deal with that. Here's the funny part though. This was on a Monday. Easter Sunday was coming. I knew my mother was not going to die <laughs> within two hours or two days. I said, my mother will die on Easter Sunday. Wow. Because that way every Easter we'll be forced to talk about her. <laughs> you knew your mother well. <laughs> my mother died on Easter Sunday. Oh my goodness. Yes. But I will tell well, bless you. Bless her soul. When I called, um, 
this, this evil nurse, I said, I'm calling, how, how's my mother? She said, she's still alive. Oh my gosh. Have they become so desensitized? By I called I and I complained. The doctor Dude. was so sorry. She said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was one of the per diem nurses, but she had no business talking to you that way, you know? That's cool. Listen, mm -mm. this whole COVID thing has been just nuts. Mm -mm. But I'll tell you, this, the last two years, I basically have been in various stages of holding on to my sanity, having breakdowns, you know, just, just, just barely holding on and people were not used to seeing me that way mm -hmm. they were used to seeing queen mother imaku you know i just always somehow holding it together people always always seeing me somehow land on my feet they were not used to seeing me that broken you know it was too much on you it was it was sometimes it felt like it was just too much you know yeah but uh you know, I, I, my sibling and I, we, we have not been in communication because the one thing that we were forced to do when my mother was alive was to communicate, even though it was, it was really pretty wretched, right? Mm -hmm. but, but now we don't have to, and it's been okay. Without speaking. It's been more than okay. Mm. It's been more, and my therapist... Get, go go to therapy. Yes, I had one too. <laughs> go go to therapy. Okay, I'm telling you, it is. And um, my therapist affirms you do what is necessary for your healing. Okay, and there was one day when I called because my mother specifically wanted me to have this one piece of a very unique piece of furniture that she had. I called to let my sister know that I was going to um, pick it up, you know, I wanted to make arrangements, and she was giving me all kinds of sand. Oh, gosh. And I remember, and she was <clears> very, you know, no, 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 you know, and I remember I just lost it, okay? <laughs> and she was just like, and hung up on me. And I, I was just like, Mom, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, that was the I final straw. I, yeah, I don't have to have the furniture. I don't have to talk to her. I don't have to deal with this anymore. I don't have to deal with this yanking at my heartstrings and just yeah, getting all excited at her seeing me get upset. I don't have to. Yeah. I don't have to anymore. And I feel like women like us, because I'm noticing I'm more and more like you. You know, I was a black <laughs> sheep and I'm getting all this. I'm like, we go through so much because of our loving and open heart, mm -hmm. you know, and our spirits, you know. But I also do feel <clears throat> like... Even though I don't have any kids yet, I do want to have a child eventually. I'm 40 now, so hopefully it'll be happening next... I give myself three years. But <clears throat> I've always felt like I'm kind of like a queen mother. You know what I mean? Even though I don't have any kids, and I felt like a royal queen mo mother slash warrior mm -hmm. type in my blood. And so when you were given that name, was it something that someone saw in you? Or it's like... Was it like a spiritual journey for you to get your name? It was. I didn't want it. Really? I didn't. Because I knew it meant more, uh, more work. It was a title that was conferred upon me by my Atefnet Shud, my godfather in the Kemetic tradition. Okay. And that was in 2005. And uh, I, I really tried to avoid using it, you know? Why? Because... I, I, to say queen mother? Yeah, more responsibility, <laughs> you know? I... Look, I'm still trying to get to Broadway, you know. I mean, <laughs> and 
Okay, uh, imaku, that means minister in the comedic language. It also it means a person who is uh, worthy of honor. All right. Okay. Um, but I was rocking with that. Okay. <laughs> imaku. That's a beautiful Sounds name. Like a good stage name. Okay. <laughs> imaku. Share. Madonna. <laughs> you know, one name. I was trying to rock with that. But um, still, Queen Mother. It just seemed like uh, just so much to live up to also. It was conferred upon me uh, because my Tefnichil recognized all the work that I had I've done over the years in the community, uh, working with families, with children, with women. Mm -hmm. um, as a scholar also, um, I've been an activist uh, all my life. Really? And um, he, he resurrected the Queen Mother um, through our temple that I was initiated in. I was initiated in the Shrine of Kepra. Okay. And um, also he put the Ankh in my hand. I became an Ankh carrying high priestess. I was already a high priestess when I came to him. Um, initiated through um, Dolores Stevens, who was my uh, mentor for 13 years. And so I was, in, I was initiated as a metaphysician and also in the women's mysteries. Um, and so uh, and through her mentor, um, I was also initiated as a um, um, one of the flame keepers of Bruges, which is um, actually a Celtic tradition, but she was one of the original black, her, her lineage was through the black Irish that came through, um, um, her lineage was of the, uh, um, the handmaidens of Nubia that served the um, uh, family of uh, Celtic, Kemetic uh, uh, royalty, and when they fled Kemet, they came into the Celtic Isles, and um, so her mentor, um, and this is something because she kept that a secret from me. Mm. My mentor of 13 years actually kept that a secret <laughs> from me all these years, right? For years. And she waited until I finally became initiated as a high priestess to introduce me to her mentor. And her mentor then told me her story mm. and then passed her energy from her lineage as one of the original black Irish who was African and that came from Nubia and then into the Celtic Isles. Black Irish? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, one of the African Africans who came from came into the uh, Celtic Isles. Listen, I mean, I like almost passed out when I <laughs> all of this. Wow, it's a lot of info. It is. This is the lineage that I carry, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then I found that people, when they found out what my lineage was, they became like, um, what's his name from... Um, 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 the Tolkien series, you know, with the ring, you know, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, with the one, you know, Hobbit. I don't know. Or the Hobbit, whatever, you know. With, you know, with, I don't um, really know much of it. You know, precious. <laughs> you know, it was like they had to, they had to try to attach themselves <laughs> to me because they wanted the energy from my lineage. Oh no. Yeah. So that's yeah. the other thing too, because you gotta be careful with your energies, man. Well, yeah, because I even started feeling like that's why my 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 godfather when he found out. Then all of a sudden he wanted to initiate me into his temple. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So everybody want a piece of Queen Mother. Right. So okay, <laughs> now all of a sudden you've 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 given me this title of Queen Mother. And he and his wife also said, and hopefully now you'll share with us everything that you know, because <laughs> I had some, I've had some serious knowledge passed on to me, you know. 
And um, I'll tell you quite honestly, the day that I was initiated, I actually had a seizure the night before. I had a bunch of seizures. I have epilepsy. And wow. um, it, I didn't even know I was going to be initiated as a queen mother. <laughs> so it was like an upside the head when it happened. <laughs> and I remember the brother that I was um, friends with, but also who um, I had initiated as a high priest into my temple. When he, he brought me home and I was in the car and generally after I have seizures, I'm my, 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 um, how should I put it? I, 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 I find that my, um, it used to be that I, my tact was not as intact. <laughs> I would naturally just had a seizure. <laughs> yeah. So I'm in the car and I'm pretty ticked off and I'm like, is that why he made me a queen mother? <laughs> they want to get my knowledge. And I said, I ain't telling them. Sh-, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. All right, feisty queen mother. <laughs> okay. I pulled away for a couple of years. <laughs> Was it maybe the fear of the responsibility? I don't know if I sabotaged myself. I think um, because... People can be such users, and um, I came out of a a metaphysical church where I had been um, trained to do a lot of research. You know, I I was um, ordained as a as a as a healing minister um, through um, Metaphysical Universal Ministries in Allentown, PA. This, this seeming organization full of hicks, <laughs> okay, where I was one of three black people, and uh, I'll tell you, you, you never judge a book by its cover, because I learned some really intense lessons when it came to mysticism from these folks. Really? Yes. Yes. But I also learned the importance of um, studying. You know, we, we, we uh, were required to take world religions classes and um, healing, <coughs> healing classes. Uh, we learned uh, a wealth of information and practical information and um, you know that I, I that I'm I'm ever grateful for. Um, I, but I remember I used to ask my ancestors, "Why do y'all have me here?" <laughs> you mm. know, I really did. But, but that's also where I found my mentor, and she was constantly encouraging me, as as well as other people in the church, saying that it is your destiny to uh, lead your people in. African tradition. They were not trying to uh, squelch me in any way. Mm-hmm. They were really very dedicated in uh, having me stay on, well, find and stay on my destiny road. 
That's good. Yes. That's good. And in, in fact, I really didn't want to be a minister. I really didn't. But a, a couple of the elders, they came to me and said they had dreams about me. And they said they saw me in white African clothes and a white African gale. And, um, you know, one said that she saw me dance. Well, they knew I was a dancer. <coughs> they encouraged me very much in my career in the arts. And they came and supported me in the programs that I had, um, um, performances and so forth, and the theater ensemble that I had. And... Um, but they knew that there was something greater. Mm -hmm. One said that she saw me dancing with snakes, you know. And, oh. um, but, but, and each of them said, you know you're supposed to be a minister, right? Now I was like, <laughs> oh, you know. But um, the one, my buddy JP, he said, you better answer your destiny calling. You know, your you life's not to. gonna come together if, right. you don't, if you don't do what you're supposed to be here for. It's we, the truth. We know why you're here. <laughs> you <know? laughs> it's the truth. It is. If you don't follow your destiny, you're, you're just gonna keep running into roadblocks. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm so grateful that I'm meeting people that are knowing their purpose and finding their destiny. Just like I said, I believe I found my purpose and my destiny. I'm still. You know, I'm not sure if purpose and destiny is the same thing. Would you say is purpose and destiny is the same thing? Or because I feel like I have a purpose, but my destiny is greater than my purpose. You know, I feel like my purpose is for me to live my life and um, share it with others so I can inspire them to live their best life or to find their happiness. But I feel like my my destiny is deeper than that. Like it really helps people's souls it's not just helping them so they could go on the gram like oh i went finally on a vacation no i help that person in their soul somehow have the heart to go somewhere by themselves on vacation you know you what i mean some really excellent questions oh thank you because <laughs> that wasn't sure i'm like i feel like my purpose and destiny is, is different but my destiny is much stronger or more soulful of a purpose maybe you know yes. okay so now let me bring this back to what you were saying about not having children yet feeling like you're a queen mother okay and also purpose and destiny now um there is an orisha named uh nanabuku he's also known as nanabuku pause that second let me go get my cards i bought it for you for a reason ah, okay. <laughs> she is um she is syncretized with uh santa anna saint anne and Saint Anne is a teacher. She is the mother of. Uh, oh my goodness! Uh, to see that, I get to see this deck in person. Oh, I've been wanting to get this deck. It's beautiful. Oh my goodness! So. Oh oh oh! The energy coming off this deck. I'm telling you, Nana Baluku. Here she goes. Oh. Number one. <laughs> You guys, oh. I've been getting into tarot and oracle cards, so I bought this African Goddess uh, Rising oh oracle cards, and they are beautiful. Oh my, I can feel it. They are beautiful. I can feel it. You know, I took them with me when I did um, Wachuma, the, the cactus plant. Mm. Um, I didn't really feel anything from that, but I took it just for the energies, so I took that and another um, card. And ever since then, I've been feeling like, Things seem to be on point when I'm asking. You know what I mean? And they're just so beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So when I met her and she was um, mentioning names from Kemet, I was like, these remind me of some of the queens on my cards. So I'm like, I had to bring this for her to see it. This is a glorious Nanabuluk. She's known in Brazil as Nanabuluk. 
And you were saying now, I cut you off. I'm sorry, guys. I cut yes, her off, but you said the Queen known, Mother. She's known in, um, uh, she's syncretized in um, Catholicism as um, Santa Ana or Saint Anne. In uh, Dominican tradition, she is Santa Ana or um, Anaisa Pie. Um, but she is, she is the teacher because after all, the ancient mother is the teacher. Mm -hmm. The teacher, <clears throat> she's also doors, okay? Teachers open doors, <clears throat> okay? And so there you have the purpose. Your purpose is to open doors, okay? And that helps others with their destiny. Yeah. Okay? So, so there you go. And I never thought of myself as a teacher because I was a bad student. And I know... It's a two different things, you know, with schooling, like school, I was always the best student I don't care. But as far as teaching, as far as teaching, like now I've noticed people always ask me for advice, even people in relationships and I'm not in one that ask me for advice because it's something I would do if I was in a relationship, but it's, it's not being petty. It's like really my true heart and like my true love, you know? So it's like, I had to come with the terms that I am a teacher and I feel like I'm a healer too. And I'm just yes. starting to learn these mm -hmm. things because people have come to me and spoke to me about certain yeah. things. Mm -hmm. So I'm starting to feel my power and um, I'm yes. starting to spread it around. And so these cards, they call to me. And they're, so I want to do like a calendar photo shoot and I have to choose 12. It's going to be hard, but I want to recreate those looks. But these um, African Goddess Rising Oracle cards are amazing, guys. It's so beautiful. Oh, look at Marilu. Oh, it's blurry. Dang it. But they're so beautiful. <laughs> yes. So, um, it's a young woman, actually. She's on... Aviola Abrams. Yeah. And Destiny Powell, I guess, was the... Uh, is this the same sister who does the jewelry? I'm not sure. I knew I looked up <gasps> African stuff. She has Sarah. She has Santa Sarah. Cody. She has so many people in there. I'm telling you, oh, these cards are amazing. Oh my goodness. I'm oh. starting to meet my soul tribe, guys. I really feel there was a, a reason why I met you. Because honestly, the event that I went to was supposed to be the week before, but it was supposed to be rained out. Were you still going to be going? Yes. Okay. But then after that, I kind of lost my momentum. I'm like, dang, I wish I didn't have oh. to go today. You know what I mean? But I'm glad I went because I've met another amazing woman. And I feel like there's definitely a reason and a purpose. And knowledge she's got so much knowledge she's an african drummer she's have you been to africa before i have not yet no, no never. because of the weather situation because of the fact that i have this this sensitivity with my health and it's always oh this thing man trying to get there plan at the right time this oya is what wicked oh my goodness <laughs> i will get there is egypt my the first country is, my goal is Truthfully, I don't know if, if Kemet is the first country. I don't know. Um, I think Ghana should be. That's what I feel I need to. I feel I need to go to Ghana first. A lot of people I've met who've gone to Ghana, they love it. They say we're one of the friendliest people in the country. I mean, in the continent, which I don't believe that. I feel like, you know, it depends where you go. But they love foreigners. They love to welcome people, especially if you're into their culture. Oh. 
I just started reading for some of my closest friends. I don't read for everybody now, just my closest friends. And they, they tell me I'm on point. But it's their energies that they're bringing. And I feel like I'm getting stronger and stronger using my tarot cards. They both, they all call to me because I've been watching my, my YouTube uh, tarot readers. But I'm also learning from my YouTube tarot readers too. So that's how I'm starting to get stronger. Um, I do want to go back to your question about the whole thing about um, embracing the Queen Mother title. Yeah, yes, because... I, oh, go ahead. She has to Dubai here. Okay. Mm. She's got this covered. There's about 42 or 43 goddesses in there. Kadesh. She has Kadesh. Oh, my goodness. It's like she did her research on this because... Oh, she surely did. <laughs> she knew what she was she talking about. Sure and then did. the... Man, then the descriptions of it really gets you going. Like, it's motivation. It's... It shows you that you are the queen person or royal person or anointed person. That is the truth. Oh, my goodness. She has Aunt Nancy. You know this is Anansi, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anansi, I think that was the first African uh, book my father read to me and my brother growing up. Or a story that he told us. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Isn't it so powerful? Look, the very fact that she has La Santa Sara Kali, you know... Divine lineage. Yes, this is in Makalunga. This is oh wow, she is she is because she's the queen of the um, Sigana, and this is in my bloodline. Let's show them the card. Yes, yes she is called um, the the Black Egyptian Mother, and uh, listen, white people follow her. The, 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 they really do. Mm. And this is uh, connected to Mbanda and also to Candomblé. But, uh, and, uh, I mean, this, this is, wow. And it's interesting when you're reading the book that comes with the cards, a lot of these African queens and goddesses and warrior, warriors were named or other gods from the Greek culture and everything else were named after some of these African uh, goddesses. Mm -hmm. And then maybe not named, but like the idea of them came from, from mm -hmm. us as, as usual. Well, well, in, well understand <laughs> this. For the Umbanda practitioners, they, have an under, they fully understand and embrace the, these, these black, um, um, the, the black Orisha and uh, very few of their statuary do they have depicted uh, with white skin. They honor, like with Oshala, he's black, you know. Mm -hmm. um, uh, they, they honor them with the black skin. Um, because they also understand that it comes out of Makumba, which is um, straight up from the motherland. Mm. So, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not just a uh, comedic elder high priestess. I also am an Umbandista. My godmother is a black woman. And <coughs> so there's that line that's crossed where it's also Kimbanda that's practiced in Mukumba. So um, it, it takes it originally back to the African origin. Mm. So, uh, and I, I specifically, she looks like my grandmother too. Really? She, no, uh, my godmother. Oh, your godmother. My godmother looks like my grandparents. No, my no, my 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 ancestors brought me to her. Wow. There's no. Let me just share this funny story. <laughs> okay. And because I knew it was time for me to go back to Orisha, and um, so 
I was on the side of town because there are several, you know, there are several sections here in Newark. Mm -hmm. I was over on the Brazilian side of town. Mm -hmm. Okay, over the in the um, Ironbound, East, Ironbound East Ward, yeah. And my doctor's office is over there. I was teaching over there. I've been teaching over there for years. And um, so I had not been to the uh, Botanica over there for a while because of COVID and so forth. But my, my ancestors put it firmly in my head to go there. <laughs> but they also told me that I needed to get some soup. I needed soup. I had this picture of some soup in my head, a bowl of soup. I said, why? <laughs> I don't understand why. But, you know, you just follow the directions. Yes. I don't understand why, y'all. Okay, soup. So I'm trying to figure out where am I going to go get some soup, right? <laughs> so I was going to go to this one place I used to go to before COVID. You know, I go in there. I sit down. Um, you know, they specifically told me to the Botanica to get soup. I still didn't get it. But you know you try to just force fit things. <laughs> yes. So I go to my place. There's up the street and around the corner from the Botanica. I go and sit down and... Uh, I, so, um, I said, yeah, so I feel like some soup today. Oh, you know, we don't have soup. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> Let me just go on, take my behind to the Botanica. Okay. So I go in and so the owner, Batania, she's like, oh, I haven't seen you so long, blah, 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 you know. So, um, there was a guy there who used to do readings and I just, I'd stopped getting readings from him. He just, it wasn't right. So I told her, I said, well, who do you have doing readings now? Because then especially... You know, you get to a certain status, you're very picky about who does readings for you. Mm. Very picky. And so, um, and I, the, the owner there, I trust her, mm -hmm. right? And she had told me, no, we don't, you know, we, we stopped doing with him. But she said, but there is somebody I want to recommend to you, right? So she told me there's a woman um, and she has a tajero, which is a, is a uh, Umbanda temple. Excuse me, she told me where it was located in another town, like 20 minutes away. And she said, you know, it's very nice, very nice, you know, and her energy is beautiful. And, you know, when you go um, before, sometimes you sit <coughs> and you have soup. Mm? I said, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, that's what they meant. I said to my ancestors, I said, y'all funny. <laughs> Aren't they? Yo, my ancestors are funny too. Oh my goodness. So she, That's connected, where I get it from. Me, she connected me to this woman. <laughs> and so, um, and she doesn't speak English. She's Brazilian. Okay. She's, she's black Brazilian, you know. So I had to go and have a meeting with her first. And um, so I, I, I arranged to go and meet with her. Actually, it was the, two days later or next day or something like that. And as soon as I looked up into her face, I started crying mm. because she looks just like a young version of my grandmother oh, wow. and her sisters. And I mean, just not, not just the face, the build. Everything. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. And so. Um, People come into your life for a reason, oh, man. Really? I'm telling you, oh. I'm meeting my soul family and I'm feeling like the vibes are coming soon. You, you gonna be part, you're part of my soul family. Like, I feel it because even 
your vibes, you're an actress, you're a dancer, you're a singer, choreographer, a filmmaker, you had your own uh, radio station or internet radio station. Mm -hmm. You remind me of one of my closest friends who I also called um, my soul sister. I feel like she's one of my soul sisters. Her name is Mo Brown Sugar. She's on episode six through eight. I'm not sure which one, but she has her own production company called Sugar Productions. And she started young. Like she's been an entrepreneur boss. She mentors artists also. She's a dancer, singer. She was in theater too. And she's just amazing. And you, she reminds me so much of you. Like I'm going to have to connect you guys. I really have to connect you guys. Um, but yeah, I do want to talk about your online radio station as well, because you just blew my mind with that as the first black woman to have your own internet radio station. Um, conscious internet radio station. Conscious radio. Because I started doing online radio. So this is so, this is amazing to me. How was that? And how did you start off with that? You know, I had um, decided I wanted to get back into radio, you know. Um, and so when I moved to Philadelphia, because I was doing radio back in the 90s, I was on this um, FM radio station in Surgeonsville, New Jersey. Mm. Places, you know? <laughs> I've never I'm heard one of it. these, yeah, right. <laughs> A little podunk town, right? But you know, it was, it was a, an FM public radio station. Okay. And um, then I was um, offered to, a chance to do uh, my own. I was, I was doing it with my then husband. Anyway, um, and it, you know, because the show, I was a guest on the show. Okay. And um, at the time, I decided, hey, I'd like to do radio, and so I kind of forest gumped my way into all these different situations. <laughs> You know, I think of it, and then the door opens, right? So, um, this the, the guest was leaving the show, mm. and so it just so happened that the owner of the station, the wife, she was the co-owner of the station, uh, she was listening, and so she had called downstairs, and she said, don't let her leave, and so she came downstairs before the show was over, and she said, listen, we have a spot opening up because this host is leaving. You're interested in taking the show? I said I sure am. <laughs> wow, at the right place at the right time. Yeah, but the the, the man I was married to at the time, um, who also wanted to get into radio, um, I knew I'd not have peace in my house if I didn't offer. You know, said. So 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 listen. Are you just in the husband and wife format? Oh no. Yeah. So you know, sure. Let's meet your husband. Okay. So so we ended up doing the show together. Although I ended up booking. Most of the guests, you doing know, the leg work, of doing course. all the work. And, <laughs> of course. Yeah. So, I mean, that was just driving me nuts. So, um, mm. then a friend of mine, uh, he was doing a radio station, a radio show at another station. So then he told me, hey, a slot opened up. I pitched your name. You want a show? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, um, so I went to a, another radio station and at the same time I was doing this other one. So that way I could have my own show. And, um... Then I uh, pulled away for a while. I got got divorced, and <laughs> <laughs> then um, eventually moved to Philadelphia. And at that point, I was offered um, a show on October Gallery's radio station. Now, October Gallery was famous because he, because they were doing spoken word there, and that's where Jill Scott became well known. <clears throat> and like that was the hot place to go and do poetry and spoken word, you know. Okay. So, um, and so that's when they were playing around with the format of internet radio. So, um, 
at that time I decided I'm ready to get back into radio. So um, I became a guest on one of the shows and the owner of the gallery and the station went out and said to the host, give her a show. Wow. So I got a show and uh, before the end of my show, <clears throat> Um, the owner of the gallery went out and said, give her as many shows as she wants. Oh. So okay. I ended up getting three shows. And then they opened up doing a, a, a show on the, the well-known AM station. Um, and uh, they had me on as one of their hosts. And it was supposed to be a rotating thing with their most popular hosts on their, their, their internet station. Mm -hmm. And... Um, they ended up having me on every week on oh, the AM dang. station. Yeah, but it was like, and they, and they had a major airline as our sponsor, and we were supposed to be getting money, you know. So I was like, "Yo, where's the scratch?" Right. You know? <laughs> so I know that's right. Yeah. So I left, um, and one of my colleagues, uh, um, a man who ended up becoming a colleague, he ran into me at one of the cultural events in the city. And he said, I was, at that time I was known as a Yale Yatunde. He said, yeah, yeah, I heard you left October Gallery. I said, yeah. He said, listen, this brother named Neil Blake just started his own station. And he's looking for um, hosts. I know he would love to have you. Tell him that I recommended you. And so um, I contacted him. He called me. And it just so happened, October Gallery was still playing my stuff. They were pretending like I never left because they were too scared to tell people. <laughs> Dang! I wow. So I was over. I'm talking to them on the phone. I was like, "Yo, you can hear me right now." You know? So, oh wow! <laughs> so um, I ended so up. Cool. I ended up having three shows on his station, and um, by then I was ready to, to to spread my wings. And so I did the decent thing. I talked to Neil. And um, I told him I'm ready to have my own station. So he said, okay, I'll help you. That's nice. Yeah. Wow. And um, so I started um, Akeru New African Network. Akeru. Yeah. And um, that was in Jersey or New York? I was living. Um, oh, you said Philly, right? I was, uh, well, I still in Philly at that time. I moved back to New Jersey by that time. Okay. I moved to Trenton, but it was global. So, um, and it was through, at that point, I started with one broadcast system, but then I left and went to Live 365. Live 365, yeah. I remember and, that. Um, um, and started competing with the big boys, because at that point, that's when Brother Kiti Awadu was on um, with his station, and um, yeah, Inner Light Radio was on. Um, and Brother Neil was, was on and here it was funny because I was competing with myself because I was still <laughs> on Brother Neil's he was still playing my content and so um, but they here I'm trying to get in you know uh, they would play each other's content mm -hmm. and they would do specials where they would be talking with each other and all this other stuff the simulcasting so I said, oh, come and get in this game. So got in. I contacted them and said, hey, <laughs> you need content? Sure. So, because uh, I, I produced uh, all of my own shows. I found all of my own hosts. Um, I, I 
literally recorded them, edited them. I recorded my own jingles. I found people to sponsor, mm -hmm. you know, um, to, to pay to be on the station. I recorded their, their jingles and all that oh, stuff. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, you know, so. I'm doing all this by myself, too. See, it wasn't why, for you guests, I'm man. For you. That's why I understand, okay? <laughs> you know, and um, that's why it also pays to know all of the tech stuff. It really does. Yeah. So, oh, it's nice to have somebody else to do it for you, but. When you do that it yourself, too. you know, you, you know, you have to do it yourself. You got to do it yeah. yourself, but also that yeah. way you direct your own content. Yeah. You, you have your own vision, your own voice. But um, until you're able to get somebody else to do it for you, then hey, you got to do what you got to do. You know. And I, I appreciate it. I appreciate every step. So, uh, so here's what I did. So I contacted them and I said, hey, you need content? Sure. Hey, I can send you my shows. You know. So okay. So what I did was I made sure that uh, each of the hosts said in the very beginning, the middle, and the end of each show, you're listening to, name of the show, I am so-and-so, such-and-such show is produced by Akeru Radio, A-K-E-R-U Radio.com, okay? See, and you hear, triple, you hear people saying triple W now, right? <laughs> I started that. Yes! yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, I got some people on my show, guys. This is not a game, okay? I got the best of the best, okay? <laughs> so, wow. when I would send my shows over to these other shows, they're hearing... You know, Akeru Radio, you know. So they're like, oh, let me go over to Akeru Radio since this is where it's being generated from. And that started bumping my numbers up. So now I got oh, wow. to the top 20 and the top 10, you know. So now I'm competing directly with them. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I started, well, getting into this game, I started at William Patterson. Um, <clears throat> and then after that, I guess that's when, like, my first cycle of karma good karma came because i was getting all my intern jobs like i got a job at with wendy williams which i'll tell you about that oh i'll tell you about that story <laughs> oh we gotta talk about that story um and then i got a uh internship with power 105 and interscope records but with power 105 now i had i sent my resume my phone got turned off for like a week oh. so i'm stressing like oh my god they're gonna call me the same day I turned my phone, an hour after I turned my phone back on, I got the call from Power 105. Wow. An oh. hour, an hour or two at the most. When on my phone, after a week of being off, I got the call from for an interview for Power 105. Oh my goodness. You know, so everything started working out. So with Wendy, now, she's another part of my story because when I was... 10 years old my father he used to work at black enterprise magazine oh, wow. so me and my brother used to go with him to black expo and help out and everything and at this time she was um on kiss fm and she was broadcasting live so i did at 10 years old i was i was loving wendy so i knew she was going to be there and i had a project for fifth grade to interview somebody important in our lives or blah 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 so i went there with the intention of asking wendy to interview so, um, of course, she's broadcasting live, so I couldn't get to her. So I'm talking to her through her bodyguard. And I was like, you know, I'm into, I have to do a fifth grade project, and I want to interview you. So she gave me a number. So I, I was so excited. I couldn't wait. Like, I guess the next day, or, or that was a Saturday. So on Monday, I called, and it was a water company. It was a fake number. Oh, wow. Now, I have to remember, taught, listening to her as I was growing up, she always said she didn't deal with kids. Like, you know, like, kids shouldn't be listening to my show, blah, blah, blah. So I was devastated. But I, inter I inter um, interviewed Earl Graves, the owner of Black Enterprise, anyway. 
So I was just like, that's good. I got my A. Oh, see, look I at this. Oh, who's talking to you? That was weird. So fast forward to, um, so that happened at 10 years old. Fast forward to when I went to William Patterson. Mind you, I was a late bloomer in school because I messed around in Norfolk State. I went to uh, Rowden Community College after Norfolk State. So I was like 23 as like a sophomore at William Patterson. And so I joined the William Patterson radio station. I didn't know anyone at the station yet. I had just joined. I just got my t-shirt the day before. But I knew Wendy was going to, it was an event in New York for college and community radio. And I knew Wendy was going to speak there. So I was so excited. Like, okay, this is my time to redeem myself. Um, so I practiced what I was going to say. Of course, I ended up there late. Someone so I was like, oh my God, I'm going to miss it. But there was one seat, like in the second row in, in front of everybody. So I walked through with my WPC shirt on. Um, I think that was the name of the station. I walked in there with my shirt late and everything. And so I'm listening to her and she was like, does anyone have anything to say before I leave? So I'm like, so she spoke to me and I was like, you know, when I was 10 years old, you played me out at blah, blah, blah. I explained what happened. So if you feel bad for me, here's my resume. So that was, that's, I practiced that. That's how come I still remember. <laughs> so she's like, okay, give my, your resume to blah, blah, blah. So I started interning for her. So now I'm going wow. in once a, once a week or whatever. Um, so then two months later, I was going on vacation with my mother and my brother to Dominican Republic. So now mind you, as an intern with Wendy, you just basically, you get there, you look up um, entertainment news, you get uh, clips, and then all the interns do this, and she'll pick and choose what she's going to use. So that's all you really do, and then you stand around and wait for her to tell you to do something. So I was always asking, like, what can I do? I was always trying to keep myself busy, right, before I left. So when I was coming back from my vacation, I was on, I had a gift for her and everything. I was on the bus on my way to intern, and I got the call that I was fired because I was being too pushy. And it was only like two months after I got this internship. So um, luckily I had met this flutist. I don't know, her name was Bobby something. A, a black woman, older woman, and she's a flute, a jazz musician. Bobby something, I don't remember her name. So I met her somewhere and so I called her and she was like, well, come to Harlem since in New York. So I met with her and she was just such a sweet person. So fast forward to maybe a year later i'm working at bed bath and beyond and you know i lived i was going to willie p staying on campus and she lived not too far from william patterson mm -hmm. so i was working at the bed bath and beyond that she goes to i'm walking to the bathroom crossing the entrance as she's coming in through the entrance oh wow like literally you know so i was like hi i used to intern for you i don't know she's like yeah i remember you she's like walk with me so we're walking we're talking and when we got to the register she's like well how do you feel about babysitting i was like you know i used to babysit with my father at black enterprise when we go on business trips with him she's like well great i need a babysitter so i was like Oh wow! So I started babysitting her son. I started tutoring her son. I was going you to her house every. Kevin? Yeah, when he was six. This is when he was six years old. This is how long ago it was. Babysat, tutored, everything, and I'm like so happy to be there. There were some situations with her where she was kind of finicky and funny, but she used to have these um, black ball parties or something. I forgot what it was, and one of them happened to fall on my birthday, so. I, now, mind you, whenever I had to ask Wendy for something, a favor, it takes me all my guts to get the courage. So I finally asked her for tickets to this because it was my birthday. Mm -hmm. So when she was giving it to me, she was like, I really don't want to give these to you. Don't act like you know me. Don't try to act like you see me. Don't try to get a VIP. Just take the tickets. I was like, all right. She gave me the tickets. Oh, but <laughs> You could have just said, take the tickets. Wait, there's more. What? That was just one instance. So 
fast forward to me doing that now she invites me back to be an intern so now i'm like the head intern now i'm calling celebrities managers to book them for the show or for events that she's holding so now like i'm like the big kahuna of interns so I was loving it. And I'm still going to her house to babysit and tutor her son on top of that. You know, I went to Puerto Rico and Vegas with them just to do that. I mean, I was missing school and everything. I didn't care. I'm like, this is Wendy. So um, later on, she was also hosting um, comedy nights at a comedy club. So I brought one of my good friends with me to the comedy show. And at the end of the comedy show, one of Kevin's friends was trying to talk to my friend, but she wasn't interested. He was an ugly short Jamaican guy. And she was like, <laughs> giving me the look like, girl, like, let's go. So I was just like, all right, we're going to the bathroom. So this guy got mad and started yelling at me, whatever. I went into the show the following week and Wendy, uh, producer, which I was cool with, and her, her uh, talent booker, which I was also cool with, they're like, well, you know, Wendy says she wants to let you go because something happened with Kevin and blah, 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 blah. But she told us to tell you that, you know, your time has come. So I knew that Kevin told her to fire me because of that situation with his friend trying to talk to my friend. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So they told me that. And I was just like, you know what? I've been here already two years. You know, my time has come. I mean, I was hurt, but I'm like, I'm trying to leave amicably so I was just like I even bought her a card the next my last day and gave her a card you know like thank you she doesn't know that I know why she let me go she just whatever she told them to tell me so I said okay so now mind you when Charlemagne started working I met Charlemagne the same day she met him I mean they had probably they were talking on the phone but he came to Puerto Rico and she that's when they finally were introduced and I was mm -hmm. at the um, cottage so Charlemagne used to always be at her house sometimes too while I was there so we would like talk a little bit mm -hmm. nothing much so three months after I left the show one of my friends was like yo I think Wendy's talking about you on the air she was saying that she was like the old intern that used to babysit and tutor my son from New Jersey tried to seduce Charlemagne at my house. <laughs> Mind you, I'm 23 or 24 at this time trying to get into the radio game. This is when MySpace was good. So I, I go to MySpace and I messaged. Char so I was just like, you know, why did she, what did you tell Wendy? Why is she saying this? He's like, I don't know. You know, Wendy's crazy. I was like, well, tell her to keep my name in her mouth or I'm going to sue her. Right. So that was then. So months later, this was probably like in the springtime. October comes. I'm in, the, in uh, New York with my friends on Halloween. And I was a French maid. And for some reason, it was warm. Like I didn't, I had a short dress. I didn't need a jacket. I had a sleeve. It was warm that day, that night. So me and my friends were out partying in New York on Halloween. And everyone's out there. And I saw one of Wendy, Wendy's talent booker, which who I thought I was cool with. I've spent the night at her house a couple of times. We've partied together a couple of times. And even when I saw her with my friends, we allowed her and her other friends to come sit with us at our table. Okay. Wow. So the next day or two days later, my friend calls me. This is the same friend who called me a few months before. He's like, what were you for Halloween? I was like a French maid. He's like, yo, Wendy's talking mad shit about you. She was on my MySpace page, like tell, with the interns behind her, like, look at how, how she looks a hot mess with her outfit on. Why does she think she could walk around New York City like this? I can make sure I can have a blacklisted from radio and she'll never get a job in radio. I don't know what I did. I was crying. Yo, I cried for years over this. Years I cried. Like, what I left on good terms, even when you, I cared for your son, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong, so I didn't understand why. So, after I'm listening to her say all this stuff, I called the radio station. Eventually, I got to speak to her. 
And she was like, you're being paranoid. I'm not talking about you. have other things to talk about. I was like, Wendy, people are calling me and they know, even though you're not saying my name. I was like, instead of worrying about me, you need to worry about your cheating ass husband. And then Ooh. I hung up the phone. <laughs> and then I hung up the phone on her. That was the only comeback I could come, come up with. Like, I didn't have nothing else to say to her. But I was really traumatized for so long when that happened. And if it wasn't for Do It All, he's the um, Honorable Dupre, Dupre Kelly. He's the councilman. Mm -hmm. um, he, I met him at Power 105 and I, we exchanged numbers. So he would invite me to, like, uh, if he was trying to do a TV show, he would hit me up. And then he got on a radio show with Streets 96. Mm -hmm. He was like, you know, I'm looking for people if you want to come and do entertainment and weather. So that's how I got my foot back into the game of, oh, wow. of radio because of him. Cool. So that's I just interviewed, cool. interviewed him. But because of Wendy, I thought it was over. Now, if I was a weakling, I could have wanted to commit suicide if things right. wasn't going for me. I was young and... I was trying to get into the same game that the queen of radio is in that I was working for is trashing me. So what do you think about what's going on with her now? It's her karma. All of this is her karma. It's and even the last video I saw, I actually like usually when people would always be like, oh, so what do you think? I'm like, I don't care. People always ask me. I'm like, I don't care. She's getting what she's getting. But I really felt sad for her in the last video I saw because she's it seemed like she lost it. You know what I mean? But it's karma. Karma comes. The way you treated people and you've done to the people is going to come back twofold, mm -hmm. threefold. Mm -hmm. So that's why you try to gotta, you got to try to keep a pure mm -hmm. heart yeah, and you just, well. you can't escape it. And this is what she's going through now. And I mean, I'm not saying I'm the reason, but she's got some of my karma in there that I wished for back then. You know what I mean? Or maybe even before this happened, yeah. you know, but now I love to talk about it. It's a conversation starter. You know what I mean? So it might help me in the future, you know, so it happened for a reason. Thank you, Miss Wendy. That's I've moved on. <laughs> wow. So that's my Wendy Williams story, man. And um, I still I still stayed in it. This was what almost twenty years ago, and I'm still here. And I'm and I'm now I'm forty, but I'm getting stronger in my radio game. And I'm feeling like the reason of me doing this is part of my purpose to talk to people. Mm -hmm. Now I can reach people at more capacity that's right. talking. So that's right. You know what I'm saying? Wow. That's it. Wow. <laughs> wow. I've got stories, man, and I know you do too. You're going to have to come back. Like, we're going to have to come back and maybe do a show about the stuff that made us who we are today. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, reasons why I decided that I was not, was not, Broadway was no longer important to me, okay? Mm. You know, different mm. aspects of the business, just, you know. Because there are people who don't understand that whole thing with the couch, the casting couch is real, mm. you know, because I decided I know you're not doing certain no, things. No, no, you know, and people really are vile and vicious like that. It's really a shame, especially in the entertainment business. I've heard so many things. Mm -hmm. I've heard so many things. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's not good. It really, really is not good, you know. Um, wow, I'm really sorry that that happened to you. Uh, it's okay. Like I said, like back then, I cried for a few years, but now um, I love to talk about it. If I could talk to her again, I would talk to her again. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'll help her out. Wow. <laughs> Who knows? But I don't have. You know, but you, some some sometimes you have to examine whether you're going to be interfering with somebody else's karma. That's real. Oh, that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's and I don't real. want no parts of that. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, I don't know. I just feel like everything happens for a reason. But there was a reason why she was in my life too. And I don't know how or what. Maybe it 
I watched her doing her radio thing. Like, I don't have that same kind. I'm not into entertainment news and gossip and stuff like that. But that's what made people come to me because I worked with her. Like, oh, we need someone to do gossip. And I'm like, fine, I'll do it. But that's not what I'm here for, you know? So I guess it was just getting the practice and the skill and to have a story to tell, you know? So that's really rich, though. I mean, wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It happened to Miss A. Poor little Miss A. Oh, no. Wow. Mm, 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 mm. But look how far you've come. Yeah. In spite of it. That speaks. See, that's like that hornet that was just sitting there. <laughs> oh my goodness, right here. Yeah. Right here. Every time I think about it, I swear. I'm scared of little bees. That hornet, I flipped out. I flipped out. And that's why I rushed over to your way. I'm like, I got to leave this area. I got to. <laughs> I'm walking to you with shaking knees and arms like, oh. Wow. Mm. Mm -mm. yeah wow but i'm starting to get grounded and i'm feeling everything and i'm so again i'm so happy i met you dr queen mother emaku and emaku i know it's not the same but my middle name is aku aku so i'm adrian aku shika akoi so i have two middle names what does that mean aku means i was born on a friday but growing up i was told it meant i was a princess so that's what i thought most of my life you better own that <laughs> That's right. That's, that, all right. I mean, all right. I'll take mm. the princess role. That's and then right. Shika means money in Ga. Oh, wow. You were born with that? Own that too. I definitely am. And I'm waiting for that so right, that name right to come through. Oh, my goodness. But it means yes. money. Mm -hmm. Own that. <laughs> Own that. Wow. Oh, the so. Lovely princess. Soon to be. Live in that vibration. And see, that's probably why. She probably sensed that and, and wanted to just tear you down. When people, when people have their own insecurities, they will go out of their way to try to tear somebody else down. I believe she saw something in me that she felt threatened by. And um, Trev Hollywood, which was her engineer at the time, he did my first sound check or air check, which is a demo radio thing, like mm -hmm. a two minute, not even. And so he did that for me. And mind you, now it says my first one, it was terrible. But I feel like maybe she heard it and got mad at him for doing it for me. And then maybe she, even though she heard my terribleness, she heard something else behind it because she has the ear. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the reasons why I feel like it could have escalated that way. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But um, Reverend Dr. Queen Mother Imaku, I want to thank you for, first of all, giving me my first yoga experience. Are we done? We're about to finish up, though. Wow, that was that was. It was fast. fast, but that's why I need you to come on again because we have a we got more to talk about. Oh, we didn't talk about and, marriage and freedom. Oh, and let me just say, yes, I now own I own being a queen mother. I recognize Good. that the people, children especially, need that. You know, I tried to run from it, but children really seem to um, need to be able to to say, you know, queen mother, queen mother. Wow. Yeah, and. So uh, I walk with pride with that. I'm not the only queen mother. You know, there mm -hmm. are others who have been installed. There's an, an installment ceremony. You know, it's not like the same as, uh, you know, today we, we as sisters, we, we call each other queen, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, others say they call themselves queen. Um, but it's not the same. And, and I see people now online where they, they have taken the, the title queen for themselves and it's not the mm -hmm. same. It's not. There is a very sacred installment ceremony that is an African ceremony. And you have to understand also that the, the Queen Mother title came from the motherland. Mm -hmm. I believe it did it. not come from Europe. They borrowed it. They took it. From, what else is new? They took it from us. 
So um, I own it. Good. I own it. So wait, now between a queen mother and a high priestess, do you have to get have a ceremony to be a high priestess also? Yes. And how do they know is it with your intuitiveness or like what makes you a high priestess well i only ask because i see it in my tarot cards a lot and it's always with intuition and like someone who's very knowledgeable and it is but generally you have to have a mentor and um you go through training okay you know so um just like i had my mentor for 13 years i actually ran from that Mm. You know, when I reached priestess level and she said, you know, you've achieved priestess level, right? And I was like, yeah, but don't tell anybody. Why? I, I, I was still focused on just trying to get to Broadway. I didn't want to oh. know. You know, even when I was doing readings and so forth and people sensed that in me, you know, and I was like, shh, shh. You, know? you used to do tarot readings? I still do. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm doing them, but I need someone else to do mine. <laughs> Especially with this one specific situation. I, listen, <laughs> I, I've done I've done them since I'm uh, my twenties. Oh wow! I'm sixty two now, and I, I have a plethora. Sixty two and fabulous. You see, we don't <laughs> crack over here, honey. Okay. Been <laughs> doing yoga since I was twelve. Oh wow! And um, and working my way back down to my usual weight. Right now, this is heavy for me. It is, mm. you know, and. Uh, um, but uh, uh, this whole phase of readjusting myself back to where I'm, I'm usually at. So, um, but uh, going back to the whole thing of, yeah, this is, I, I do all kinds of oracle. I mean, that we call it teprat or tepre. That is the, the voice of, of um, the, the divine. And, um, and actually I've created a number of, of oracle systems, including mm. a, a couple of decks or a few decks. And I have one coming out. That is one oh, for really? all. That's all for um, sisters. So mm, let me know. I will definitely show some support. I mean, listen, they're not they're not masterpieces like this. <laughs> they're not. These you know, cards are beautiful. These are absolutely glorious. Oh my goodness. But um, yeah. So wow, these are just. <laughs> oh, again, this is the African goddess. Uh, Oracle cards, African Goddess Rising, it's so beautiful. These cards are amazing. Just the artwork and everything, the goddesses that they use, the queen mothers, it's Even beautiful. Even the back is beautiful. Look at the back. Yeah. Look at that. Just glorious. I'm in a tarot deck. Really? I'm in the Tarot of the Burrows by Courtney Weber uh, uh, Hoover. Ooh. Um, I, I, when I, listen, I was, I was out on the circuit doing all kinds Ooh. of... Um, I was a headline performer and um, doing workshops and so forth. And I met Courtney um, at up in Vermont, and uh, she she asked me if I would appear in the deck. It's a photographic deck. It's it's, it's shot was shot in and around New York, and my segment was in um, Brooklyn. I per, I portray the Queen of Cups. Oh my nice. Queen of Cups! Yes. Oh, that's awesome. And, um, so, um, it was a cool oh, experience. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. Classic deck, very contemporary deck, and uh, very, very clever. Mm -hmm. So, um, nice. Yeah. I hope to be on a tarot deck one day. That would be nice. But like I said, those decks, I'm going to do a calendar. I got to choose 12 out of all these 40 beautiful goddesses here. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Maybe it'll be a two-year calendar. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I do want to recreate those looks. It's so beautiful. You're going to come back, right? Absolutely. All right. No, seriously, like this season. No, I'm serious. Okay. Like, you're a very cool host. You're oh, very, thank you. Yeah, you're very relaxed. And I, I love the conversational style. I believe that's the best way of interviewing somebody. Yeah, I'm not with the questions and all that. I mean, I have a couple questions, but mm -mm. I like to do it my way. And I, you know, it's so funny because I always, sometimes, not always, sometimes I doubt my ways and i've been doing it for so long that i feel like sometimes when i'm doing something new i'm like an amateur so when people see it me doing whatever it is for the first time when it comes to my show they're like damn you did that so well i'm like really you think so like of yes. course me doubting myself so i really appreciate oh, that fabulous i appreciate You're that so much fabulous. thank you i see a very very bright future for you thank you yeah. queen mother <laughs> thank you so much guys i'm so happy i met her demetrius thank you so much for having her at your event and having me at your event which i still oh, gotta work gonna be like queen mother does cards <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> are you still wanting to do cards are you retiring Listen, they're in my house. Oh, okay. I just, I just don't advertise or whatever, you know, because I know people are just like, that's the devil, you know. Oh, yeah, some people you have can, to understand. Yeah. You have to understand your culture and your history because there are people who do bibliomancy. I never heard of that. That's where you, you pray over the Bible and then you open it and there's your answer. Oh, really? Oh, that's kind of like it's. It, it is like. <laughs> Wow. Know your history. Yeah. Know your history. That's what I always say. Know your history. Okay. That's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Now, I may not get some jobs with the Newark Board of Ed. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> We're not going to put that in the universe. We're not going to put that in the universe. <laughs> All right, guys, so uh, Reverend Dr. Queen Mother Imaku, again, thank you so much. It was an honor and it was a pleasure having you on my show. Thank you for asking me. Yes, I'm I know. to be here. And you will be back again out before the season is over. And for you guys watching season three, this is just the beginning. Go ahead and check out season one and two, but season two is my baby. And um, I have a lot of great guests coming up this season, so we're just going to keep doing this thing until I blow up. Y'all, all right, peace and have a good night. So that's it. You did it. You're absolutely fabulous. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I can't believe Wendy did that to you. No, yes, I can. <laughs> I love your dress. I love that dress. Thank you. I've been like on a shopping spree since I've lost all this weight, and it's been bad because it's been affecting my finances. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my friends did tell me that. She's like,